Hello, everybody, and welcome to Works Well, a podcast by me, Melissa Sherry, certified health coach and workplace wellness specialist. This podcast is for leaders who want to support their teams in the pursuit of high quality work, decreased burnout, and meaningful collaboration. If you want to empower your team to bring their best selves to work, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome to Works Well, episode one. I am so grateful for this opportunity to create something new in this space and share some of my experiences and learn from this community and grow together. I also want to share gratitude for this industry that is growing so quickly and is just creating a lot of room for exploration. We are going to talk a lot about workplace wellness here since it's our whole theme, Um, but there are things that are constantly growing, evolving, and changing, which I think is going to make for a really fun podcast because there's so much we can explore. My list of ideas for episodes is seemingly endless and new things are coming to me every day. I just logged off from a full day of work and I always end feeling so inspired. So I can't wait to translate that inspiration over to this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. Today's episode is really a general overview of what I'm inspired by, what I see as my philosophy when I think about workplace wellness, and a few really important components that I think should be included in every single conversation we have about workplace wellness. So I'm really excited today to just set the foundation and groundwork for the rest of this season and how this podcast will grow. When I think about what inspires me in my job, but also I have such a deep passion for wellness in general and where it's manifesting in my life right now is in the workplace because I think it's such an impactful environment But it's really about human connection and compassionate leadership, environments that promote authenticity and productivity. I consider myself a pretty effective person. I'm very resourceful and I'm constantly trying to reflect on what about my life has put me in a position to be this way and behave this way. And I'm using that reflection to really turn it over and try to support organizations and how they promote their teams to show up in the most authentic way to be themselves and deliver their best versions of work and to respect what that looks like. The human connection piece for me is really a kind of a cross stitch into this compassionate leadership. It's an opportunity to see humans for who they are and to respect their talents and to engage with them and support them in what opportunities might lie in front of them. My husband is a um, behavior analyst, and we talk a lot about what promotes behavior. 
And we were just talking last week about a recent study he's read in one of his books. And one of the topics was how we treat people and how we reprimand them or how we reward them has such a huge impact on how they behave and how they show up and how comfortable they feel and how they walk through their own lives. So that piece of compassionate leadership and how we show up for our people and how we lead by example, which I am definitely going to get into more later in this episode, but also beyond, is so incredibly important. So I'm just really inspired by how people move and how we support them in doing that. I feel really grateful that I work for such an incredible company where I've been able to thrive and do so much inward reflection and bring that to work and explore with my team and collaborate and take on projects I feel really passionate about. So I feel like I have such an awesome establishment to be modeling after and to learn from. So I am super grateful and lucky in that respect. I also want to note that in my work and in different certifications that I've received, there are two sides to workplace wellness and they overlap and they're, it's not as black and white as I might make it sound by saying two sides. But one side is that people care about the bottom line. There are different things that people value about workplace wellness, and I have respect for all of it. I think talking about dollars and productivity and efficiency and goals and metrics is really important, and I think it has to be a part of the conversation if we want to move a lot of this work forward because it matters. That's just the reality of the society and culture that we live in. And then there's the other side where we talk a lot about emotions and feelings and support and health and wellness and how we care about our people. Both of those things live on the same plane. And I want to make sure that when we have different conversations where we're talking about money or we're talking about like human beings as um methods of productivity, that that really has value too. And that there's there's just room for all of that at the table. And I think it's all really valid and important. And especially for those of you listening who want to move into leadership positions or really want to be wellness champions at work, it is incredibly important that we are looking at all sides of stakeholders in workplace wellness and what they care about. So throughout this podcast, I will be talking about a lot of different lenses that we can look at workplace wellness through. And I think that's really exciting. I think it's awesome to have diversity in how we talk about workplace wellness and to really care about what everybody cares about so we can make the best case for workplace wellness possible. And that's a win-win-win. We all win when we get leadership buy-in for wellness. So a really exciting topic that I will be getting into in lots of different ways. I want to switch gears and talk about my philosophy. And 
how I think about wellness in general and how I apply that to the workplace. I believe that wellness is about meeting yourself or others or however we're applying this term of wellness where we are at the time that we need it. And what I mean by that is there is not one solution for wellness that is ever going to work for everybody at the exact same time. And that's why I believe in a really diverse approach to wellness, both in my personal life and also in the work that I do to support employer groups. And diversity looks like having a lot of tools. That's the best way I can put it at this moment. It means having so many different things in your back pocket that you can pull out for whenever you might need that thing and whatever you're you're trying to accomplish. Meaning in my personal life, I have journaling, I have working out, I have strength training, I have yoga, I have lots of different versions of working out. I have both my husband, I have friends, I have my dog, I have different points of connection with others. At one point during the day, I could want none of those things. In the same time tomorrow, I could be craving one of those things. So just having lots of different options is really important. And the other piece is consistency. When I think about philosophy, I think a lot about building the habits the behaviors, the plan, and having something to work towards is really important. I think one of the things I see most often working with employer groups is a lot of throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying to see what sticks. And I think for groups who are trying to work out their plan or our startups or it's a really small team, I totally get experimentation. But there are ways to do that where the things that you're experimenting with have backing that they're going to be effective. And creating that consistency of effort and putting in real time and resources and energy into how you're creating that plan is really important. Workplace wellness should be taken seriously. And I think it is more and more all the time. It's a really hot topic and everybody is talking about things like quiet quitting and PTO time and family leave, all of these things that if we think about wellness through through different lenses, they all kind of fit there. It's how we're caring for people and how people feel cared for in their work environments. And I think giving wellness the proper time and energy is really, really incredibly important important and integral to to how it moves forward. Different lenses to look at wellness through. Historically, workplace wellness has been hyper-focused on physical health and more recently mental health. That's another hot topic that we see. But there are so many other dimensions we can look at that can include spiritual, community, financial, occupational. You can really craft the definition for lots of different categories. 
I think that's really special and important when we're talking about diversity to make sure that all of these different categories are really well represented in your plan. In terms of kind of the building blocks of what I see workplace wellness as, the first one is culture. I'm probably going to say the word culture a lot, (laughs) and I'm going to make a note that maybe we switch it up or we find other words, but I am really obsessed with culture, and that's the first place I always want to dig into. Wellness is not about programs and step challenges and rewards, and it's not a box to check. It's really about building that foundation for people to thrive. And culture starts with leadership, and it's incredibly important that we have organizations where leaders are walking their talk. And leadership is another one of the topics that I kind of teased out in what I found to be foundational, but it's all all integrated together kind of under this big umbrella of culture. I really believe in a top-down approach. It's really easy to get super sucked into shiny shiny top shiny objects like anything else. We have awesome rewards programs and multi-million dollar online resources that we can buy and really sexy and beautiful apps. But at the end of the day, if we're investing this kind of resource into like the shiny objects but not doing the work to make sure that once an employee logs off of whatever app they're using and goes back to their desk, that that feeling isn't fading away and that their manager isn't creating toxic environments. That top-down approach from leadership and that leadership level buy-in and living that values, that's where the magic happens. That's where you see, again, we're going to talk about these like harder line items like turnover and um, employee satisfaction, all of those things, less sick days. That's where we really start to see some of that really important metric shifting that leadership might be concerned with. But it takes their buy-in and their effort as well. So it it doesn't have to be complicated, but it does take leaders who are really willing to put in that work and who are willing to put their names down as participants in all of this. I know a lot of leaders who are super passionate about wellness. They believe in it. They support initiatives. They designate resources. They're doing all the right stuff, but you'd never see them at a wellness event. Their calendars are stacked from 8 a.m., sometimes 7 a.m., all the way to 6 p.m., and they're not engaging with the program. And my ask is if you're one of these leaders or if you are in an organization where you're seeing this, it's to take personal responsibility and start walking this walk because at the end of the day, we're all, of course, like we have different owners and CEOs, but we're all employees and we're really all after the same goal you hope, which is creating whatever your organization is after. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's all about walking that walk. And I think that's a really integral and foundational part to all of these conversations. And then my last little foundational piece is environment. 
Developing the environment to implement workplace wellness, again, takes a lot of work and a lot of intention. And what I find with a lot of organizations is that they already have so much in place. It's just not intentionally being kept up or designated or sold as part of this wellness package very well. And the marketing of all of this is really important too, especially when it comes to the environment. And engagement doesn't happen overnight. And as we get go into different episodes of this podcast, I plan to talk about the physical environment, the mental headspace of employees, and how they interact with both their workspaces in office and at home. So some more exciting topics to come. I am going to wrap up episode one. I am so grateful to have you on this journey with me. Again, I'm just so excited to have this outlet and to build a community of people who truly care about their coworkers and the employees at their companies and want to create healthier workspaces. Every episode, I'm going to leave you with a takeaway. And today, my takeaway has two prongs. First prong is to recognize one thing in your workplace culture that you see as really healthy and that you appreciate, and to reach out to someone and share that appreciation, whether it's your manager or your CFO or CEO, whoever you have easy access to, and acknowledge them for putting in that effort. That goes a really long way, and I think sometimes we forget to acknowledge our leaders. The second piece is to consider an opportunity. Look around, and if something I mentioned in this episode inspires you or if you've been chewing on something that's been bothering you, if you have the power to consider how you could take action, I really encourage you to do that. We can get so stuck in our day-to-day activities and expectations that Sometimes we forget to take a step out of the box and reflect, and I just want to create some space for you to do that. If you are not in a place where you could take direct action and you feel safe, I encourage you to talk to your manager and speak up about it. Employees and non-managers have a lot of power, and you can take ownership of some of these things and be the champion of wellness, even if you're not making the final decision at the end of the day. So those are my takeaways for episode one. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to see you for episode two. I am so grateful for all of you being on this journey with me. If you want to connect further, you can find me on LinkedIn at melissa-sherry-coaching. I can't wait to connect with you further. I hope you have an awesome day.